Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It's Thursday on this show, and you know what that means. As always, we got a lot to talk about. The Dynamite show last night, and uh, another lawsuit filed relating to the return of Vince McMahon to WWE. AEW is running house shows. Brian Danielson was called by Vince McMahon a couple of years ago. Vince said, do you see anything that is that AEW is doing better than us? Brian Danielson answered, Kate Jamudo suffered a bunch of injuries in his last match and had a lot more. But obviously what we got to talk about when we come back from the break is the death of Leaping Lanny Poffo, which I'm very sad about. And if you... Uh, if you have watched the Brian and Vinny show over the last uh, last couple of years, we spent a lot of time talking about Lanny Poffo. And I'll talk about all of it after the break and how it all played into the Christmas show, if you did not hear it this year, because Lanny sort of made an appearance on the Christmas show this year. So uh, I was shocked when I when I heard that he had passed away because 68 years old and, you know, he just posted on on, uh, I think, Instagram a couple of days ago and seemed like he was he was doing well. So uh, we'll talk about the death of Leaping Lanny. If you've got thoughts on Lanny Poffo, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Text message number. Don't don't call. But if you have uh, thoughts on Lanny or really any of the other news you'd like to uh, talk about here today, we can do that. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. A lot to get into after the break, so stick around. Wrestling Observer Live.
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. And very sad today to report the death of Leaping Lanny Poffo, 68 years old. Revealed on Thursday in a Facebook post by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No cause of death reported. WWE released a statement. A lot of wrestlers and fans have, have talked about Lanny Poffo. And uh, as Leaping Lanny Poffo, it says here, he was known for reciting poetry, tossing frisbees to the crowd in his early WWE career. In 1989, he then adopted the genius gimmick. 
had once defeated WWF champion Hulk Hogan via count-out on an episode of Saturday Night's main event, also presided over his brother's coronation as the Macho King in September of 1989. Papa would sign with WCW in 95. There were plans for him to adopt the gorgeous George gimmick that his brother purchased the rights to. He would tell Slam Sports, Gorgeous George was pivotal to the Poffo family's involvement in wrestling after George convinced Angelo not to quit the business in 1952. Angelo would later pay for George's funeral in 1964 when he passed away destitute at 48 years old. Despite preparing for the role, WCW never booked Poffo, but continued to pay him for the next five years. Boy, do I remember that. It's awesome. The gorgeous George moniker ended up being given to Savage's girlfriend at the time, Stephanie Bellers. Poffo inducted his late brother into the Hall of Fame in 2015. Two-time holder of NWA Detroit's World Tag Team titles, once with his father, once with Chris Colt. Also held the NWA (laughs) Gulf Coast Tag Team Championships once, along with his brother. Former NWA... Mid, uh, Mid-America mid heavyweight champion. So he had been living in Ecuador. And uh, I'm going to tell you my my uh, my personal, got a couple of stories about Lanny. I don't want to make it about me, but I mean, this is this is how I knew Lanny. Tell the stories, please. I got a couple. Well, you know, I, I met him and actually hung out with him for, for uh, quite a while. Uh, it's a couple of, uh, it might have been all-out weekend I, I can't remember. It, for sure, it was an AEW show. Did you guys compare dexterity? And uh, and I was there in the back, and there was Lanny. And I I uh, I don't even know if we got introduced or if I just went up to him or whatever. But man, what a nice guy! But the thing with Lanny, and this is just my experience, is that uh, you know it, it was like. He was so nice, but, you know, you meet some wrestlers and, uh, and you know, they, they're playing a character or whatever, but then when you kind of get to know them, talk to them, you see the real person, okay? Now, I'm not saying that, that uh, I, I'll just put it this way. He was always the genius when I, and when it was not performing, it was just, he was always the genius, like the way he talked and like everything about him. And I didn't know him well enough to know if like that was him or if like he was always on or, or what it was, but you know what he, he kind of reminds, he kind of reminded me in some ways of, you know, when you, when you first meet Mauro Ronaldo. You know, I'd heard Mauro Ronaldo do commentary for years, and then eventually I met Mauro Ronaldo, and you know, after and I, I knew Mauro Ronaldo a lot better than than Lanny, but after a while, you realize that that that's Mauro. He's not putting on a voice. He's not playing a character. Like that's him all the time. And I never really knew if if the Lanny that I met was the Lanny all the time or if. You know, he was one of those old school guys where, you know, when he's in public, he's just, he's on. But super nice guy, really nice guy. And so then, you know, we do a segment on the Brian and Vinny show. And Granny always reads something. 
at the at the end of her segment. And that's actually how she she got started on the show was I uh, sent her I think it was the, uh, the maybe it was a fabulous moolah uh, biography and and she she did a book report on the fabulous moolah's book. And that was really like this was like 2005 or something like that and the rest is history but We'd, we'd run out of a book or whatever, so I provided her with Lanny Poffo's anti-smoking limerick book. And so every week on the show, before it was done, she would start reading these Lanny Poffo limericks. And man, Vinny hated these limericks. And it was even better because, you know, Granny would read the limericks, and there's something about the way that she read them which made them even funnier to me. But also, you know, the thing with Lanny was he was very talented. I thought these were good limericks because I'm a sucker for rhymes that rhyme. Poetry that rhymes. I don't want this poetry that doesn't rhyme. Poetry should rhyme. And Lanny wrote some good limericks. I really liked the limerick book. So, you know, she did this for for weeks, like maybe even a year we just read these these limericks week after week after week. These these, and they would start out like you know the, the, if you read the book and she kind of skipped around so it's hard. But you know at the beginning they're just these simple limericks, and then they start to get a little weird, and then they start to get dark, and then they've got themes. But like man, I love this book. So I don't like to break kayfabe. I'm old school, kind of like Lanny. But I'm going to tell you what happened with the Christmas show, okay? So I was trying to think, you know, what can we do for the Christmas show this year? I was trying to think, at the last second, of course, what can, what can we do with the Christmas show? And so we were going to tape on, we'll just say Saturday, I don't remember what day it is. But, you know, Friday, Friday night before the Christmas show, I, I suddenly thought, God, I wonder if Lanny does cameos. Because I've got an idea. So I, I'll never forget. I, I, I was at the post office, and it was like 7.30 at night Pacific. And I'm about to run to the post office. I have this idea. Like, I got to get a, I gotta get Lanny to do this. So I go on Cameo, and he does do Cameos. And so I, I immediately order a, a Cameo with a 24-hour turnaround. It's like, you know, they, they ask what you want. And it's like, Lanny, can you please do... And I made sure I told him, like, we do a Christmas show every year, a Christmas podcast. And can you do a cameo for Vince Verhey? I just want some anti-smoking limericks for Vince Verhey, okay? Now, what I wanted was for him to say there once was a guy named Vinny who worked really hard to be skinny, whatever. So, you know, I, I, I put the request in, and I go to the post office. I get whatever's there. And literally, by the time I got out of the post office, it had been completed. I was like, wow. He turned this thing around in like five minutes. So then I listened to it, and and he hadn't done – it had nothing to do with Vinny. He had just recited a bunch of the limericks from the book. They were not personalized to Vinny. But, you know, he'd, he'd started out with, uh, you know, this is for uh, uh, Vinny Verhey. Very, I don't know. And then he starts reciting these limericks. He's not reading for anything off the top of his head. He starts 
these anti-smoking limericks from his book. And so I listen to it and I'm just, I'm laughing, like, because it's just landing. He's just so wacky. But then it's like, man, I, I, I can't, I can't ask the guy to do it again. Like, I can't ask him to specifically do Vinny limericks. So now I got to figure out what to do with this. And so I went home and I, I, I took his cameo and then I edited in the sound of a phone dialing, ringing, and then I spliced it up. So it sounded like we called Lanny. Lanny answered the phone. I made a request to Lanny. And then for like, you know, 45 seconds, he can't figure out how to say Vinny's name. And I'm trying to tell him how to say it. He still can't figure it out. And then finally he launches into the limericks. And then at the end, he hangs up on us. So I literally did this whole thing that then, while drunk, I had to play my role opposite Lanny's recorded role. And apparently we pulled it off because... I, I got a message from Sean this morning. Goes, he was just on the show. I was like, no, he wasn't. That whole thing was a work. But it was a Lanny cameo that he did for me and loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's one of the happiest memories from the Christmas show. I laughed and laughed. Back in a moment. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153-800-943-2153-800-943-2153-800-943-2153-800-943-2153. Hey, Pack Rat, yeah you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town be a pack rat join the pack rat family call pack rat right now for your free quote see y'all later pack rats call 800-569-7208 800-569-7208 do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. 
you get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. So a couple of people here are going, you want him to write new material? Well, yeah. And here's the thing you understand, guys. This guy was, was I don't know what kind of a gimmick he was, but he was no gimmick in the sense that you, you could give him a couple of topics and he could whip one off off the top of his head, like nothing. I'm not even joking. And other people will tell you that same story. Like if you give if you would give him topics, he could he could whip out a limerick or a poem like that. Okay? Now I have the cameo. You guys want to hear it? Yes. All right. This is this is the actual cameo video. It was uh it was split up and edited together for the uh the Christmas show this past year. Here we go. Hello, my name is Lanny Poffel, formerly the genius of WWE. To Vinny Verhey, Verhey, can't tell, from Brian Alvarez. Instructions, we do an annual wrestling Christmas show. He reads show. whole instructions. Please I do an anti-smoking limerick for Vinny Verhey or Verhey. Thanks. Okay, Vinny, I'll do my best for you. Three smokers with nothing to do decided to go to the zoo. As they lit up to smoke, I heard one monkey joke, hey look, humans see, human do. Vinny like that one. If smoking is cool as they claim, then why is it always the same? The first time you try, you wish you could die, the last time achieving your aim. I've always refused to comply with smokers who want me to try my first cigarette, which I haven't had yet, I just tell them, no thank you, goodbye. When Sheila earned her PhD with her boyfriend of equal degree, dissertations got tough, so they smoked off the cuff. How stupid can smart people be? Jose dreamed of being a star. He sang and he played the guitar, but he made a choice that ruined his voice. If only he'd said, no fumar. <laughs> and I am the very proud brother of the macho man, Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. I hope my little brother satisfied everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. There you go. The Lanny Poffo cameo. Man, oh, man. I wish I would have took his advice a long time ago. Treasure. Treasure that cameo. (laughs) Oh, man. And you know what? I wrote a limerick for Lanny today. Did you really? Yeah, but I I can't find it now. But I may try and do it off the top of my head. Try right now. Freestyle. I don't want to mess it up, but it it was like there once... Was a wrestler named Lanny, whose resemblance to his brother was uncanny. If he sees you smoke, he won't just poke; he'll kick you right in the fanny. <laughs> huh? Very good. 
I very, tried. Very good. I tried. <laughs> and you know what, too? Uh, he had a wrestling career as well. And, yes. And I tell you, leaping Lanny Poffo, he would probably have not have gotten his job in WWF if it was not for the fact that his brother was the macho man Randy Savage, and as soon as they laid eyes upon him, they knew he was something special, went into something special against Tito Santana and, and rolled on. But Lanny played that preliminary role, but he was unique in that he had a gimmick. He had his rhymes that he would say before the match and the frisbees that he would toss to the crowd. And he usually wasn't the one getting pinned in those underneath matches. It would be, you know, his opponent that would be getting beat. So he was always a little unique when you would watch him on TV. But then as a little kid, I saw an old magazine of him against his brother with nobody around. And this was, I forget what magazine this was. It wasn't one of the major ones because it covered their father's promotion, ICW, where they had gotten their start. And that's when he would go up to Detroit and work for the Sheik because there would be nobody that wanted to work for the Poffos. And what a unique family, obviously, the mercurial nature of his brother and the madness that was macho madness but his father what a unique personality he was and lanny came around to wrestling first and his development wwf was not good for everybody in the 80s and 90s if you went up there a lot of people hurt their legacies with lanny poffo it only enhanced his because unless you were in memphis or really in some small places in kentucky or wherever you saw him you didn't really know exactly how good he really was and then you go up there, you see him as an athlete, and you go, okay, solid wrestler, but nothing special. But then it was the rhymes that he had and that promo ability that he had that once he became the genius, my God, you know, it was a great example of somebody later in their career going to the WWF. And, yeah, maybe Savage got him the break to get in, but he took advantage of it and ran with it with Mr. Perfect. Obviously, there was only so much he could do with the Beverly Brothers, but oftentimes his rhyme at the beginning was the best part of those Beverly Brothers matches. So his career was a, a certainly an interesting one. And then, obviously, the five years of money that he got from WCW – Hey, I mean, as a worker, I mean, talk about hitting the lottery. There it was. So all the best to his uh, his friends and family. Very sad, the passing of Lanny Poffo. And uh, maybe over the next uh, week or so, if you've got uh, comments on Lanny, we can we can rehear some on the show. And, you know, let me note, actually, too, before we move on, just get this out of the way as well, too. Even though most people wouldn't know him, Sodbuster Kenny J passed away today. And he was actually honored in the, with the, in the Cauliflower Alley Club in 2005. He was a enhancement talent, a jobber for the AWA for years. He started wrestling in 1958 and into the 80s. In the national expansion, you would see him losing on TV, but he was the sod buster because he had a landscaping business outside of wrestling. But he's one of those names like Jake the Milkman Milliman and Moose Cholak and many of the other wacky names from over the years that is synonymous with AWA wrestling. So he passed away today as well, too. WWE facing another lawsuit regarding Vince's return to the company. Investor Dennis Palkin is seeking to obtain documents relating to WWE's internal investigation into allegations of McMahon raped and sexually assaulted employees and contractors over the course of decades, paid $15 million in hush money to cover it up. There are serious questions about how Vince McMahon obtained and delivered those funds to his victims, the complaint read. The McMahon showed, quote, a flagrant disregard for basic corporate governance norms. 
Vince McMahon, it says here, removed three independent directors, reappointed himself as well as two of his longtime cronies. The apparent misconduct here is both myriad and extremely serious. The suit states that if, quote, plaintiff intends to achieve what the board wanted to, but could not in light of Vince McMahon's thuggery by initiating proceedings to bar Vince McMahon from ever serving on the WWE board again. This is the fourth lawsuit related to Vince returning to WWE. Thuggery. Man, I love reading these lawsuits sometimes. It's like they're so serious, and then they throw in something like that. His thuggery. His cronies. Well, I mean, if you think about it, depending on how you want to look at the situation, he thugged himself back into position, and he brought two of his cronies with him. Michelle and uh, what was the other guy's name? I can't remember now. George. George Barrios. Barrios, yeah. Yeah. We got AEW running house shows starting March 18th in Troy, Ohio. So far, they have listed John Moxley, Claudio, Britt Baker, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. More to be announced. And they are going to be running house shows. And it's not like, I don't know if it's going to be every weekend or whatever, but essentially they've stated that uh, AEW Road Rules will give fans a new level of access to top-tier pro wrestling. We are always looking for meaningful ways to engage with our fans. AW House Rules will be a great way for them to connect with our incredible talent experience AW in an intimate setting. So I guess they're going to have, like, exclusive merchandise and meet and greets. And apparently they're going to try something. It's not just running a house show, but when they come to town... You know, they're going to be doing different things where if you're a fan, you're going to get to, to show up and do whatever. They're so, running an experience, Brian. They're running an experience, and I, I don't know how how it'll do, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, everything. The only consistent thing that has taken place through the pandemic and th- through the changes of the wrestling business and how it's viewed have been independent wrestling. People will still go out to their indie shows, but... We were trending downward when it came to attendance and how house shows were ran anyway before the pandemic. And since we've come back, you know, when you think about it, when do you hear about WWE house shows all that much? You know, a lot of them have been canceled, you know, on Sundays and Saturdays throughout the fall and the winter times. So this is going to be unique and this is probably the right way to do it. Now, Ring of Honor in New Japan, that's a story for another day with them running their house shows and, and changing some things up. But... When it comes to AEW, you might as well invade a city for like two days if you can. Send people ahead of time. Get them to schools. Get them out there. Get them on the news. Get them to do all that sort of stuff that just builds a base. So the next time you go back, people remember how awesome of a time it was and how you know hyper-focused it was on them and then them coming to this show. That really probably is the way to do it now. Anybody can watch wrestling anywhere. So what what, what do you give people? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to do. But at the end of the day, you know, they didn't come here forever. And they run a lot of the same cities over and over and over again. And I don't know how financially successful it can be long term. But, I mean, you know, if, if they hadn't run that show at uh, Climate Pledge, that uh, that Dynamite show... It's like, if they would have ran a house show here, I'd have gone. They never run here. So, you know, if the idea is we're going to we're gonna do dynamites and pay-per-views in, in these same big cities, Chicago, over and over again. But, man, if you live in uh, Portland, we're going to run a house show here. 
I mean, maybe they'll have a, a decent turnout. It, it depends on, you know, depends on finances if this will work. It's a business. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, how many times I say, God, this Vince's when Vince was running WWE and booking all this stupid stuff, and I got all mad at how stupid Raw was, and the show was dumb, and I said, There ain't even no wrestling on this show. This ain't a wrestling show. Well, Brian Danielson spoke to Bloomberg. He revealed in an early 2020, Vince called to ask him, do you see anything 
that AEW is doing better than us. Brian was on paternity leave at the time. The conclusion he ultimately came to. He spent the next two weeks watching AEW, he says. And the conclusion he came to is that AEW, quote, committed more time to and placed more value on the craft of fighting in the ring. It feels like you're watching a wrestling show without any wrestling, Danielson told McMahon about WWE's product. Huh. You don't say, Brian Danielson. Wow. About that. I wonder if he got heat. Mm. These nerds on Twitter. Why? I don't know. Because you're not Why? allowed. To, you're not allowed to criticize WWE. They. It's like you know you criticize something and then they actually tell you that it's, it's really actually great. And then later it comes out the people involved thought it sucked and they talk about it publicly. And then you know no one apologizes to me. But well, I mean, you know, <laughs> well if you're you know you don't deserve any apologies. Of course I do. For, no, you don't. But Brian Danielson and Vince McMahon. I had a dollar are... for every apology I deserved. Man. If you had to give away a dollar for all of the hyperbolic statements that you made that, you know, please, for heaven's sakes. Anyway, King Worker, uh, actually, you know what the hell with it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this Dynamite show. <laughs> Screw it. Let's talk about this Dynamite show. You win. Here. You know what this show was? It was Dynamite. Yeah, it was. Including that opener with John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. Excellent. Excellent match. Probably the best of the three they've had so far. And John Moxley pinned him. And what they did was they did a flash pin. And the story afterwards was, I don't want to win like that. <laughs> I don't want to win with a flash pin. I want to just, I want this to be decisive. I remember well, back in the day when a pin fall was decisive. Not anymore. Yeah, but look at the character. Look at John Moxley, the character. He was dying there and had to get a reversal and a trap and got a quick win. And, I mean, as a man that they've been knocking each other out, there have been threats of knocking each other out. That man told the other man's wife, he's going to knock out her man. Look, I understand exactly because this is Moxley. If somebody else was doing it, I would, you know, it would be something different. Well, the match was awesome. And the post-match clearly spells out, we got to do it one more time. And we need a decisive winner. Which, in fact, does sound like a, a last man standing, a Texas death match. Hopefully not the kind they did at WrestleMania 10, where they did a falls count anywhere, but after the fall you had 60 seconds to get back into the ring or it didn't count. Stupid. That was dumb. Yeah, just do last man standing slash Texas death, whatever you want to call it, because a true Texas death match, that has all the falls in it and all that sort of stuff. And at this point, that would confuse people to try to pull that back out of the past. Just make it where one guy has got to be leaving another man laying, unless you want to do, this would be balls, but unless you wanted to do I quit. And, and have a situation where you build to that, where it's it's more than just leaving the other man down. It's having the other person say, while they're still conscious, you're the better man. We had the acclaimed versus the outrunners. And let me tell you, when me and Filthy Tom Lawler win the Black Label Pro Tag Team Championships, Brian. I want, Mike, I want our first defense. To be against Truth, Magnum, and Turbo Floyd. <laughs> That's their names. But, Truth, Magnum, 
and Turbo Floyd. Not Slow Floyd. Turbo Floyd. They were destroyed. And then afterwards, they did an angle where the Ass Boys came out. They want the Acclaims tag titles. That sounds familiar now, doesn't it? Wanting tag titles. And, uh, and, and after a comment about drowning his sorrows in the bottom of a pill bottle, Daddy Ass said they could have a tag team title match next Wednesday. And the Acclaim were like, what? We didn't agree to that. So, uh, you know, speaking of people not agreeing to no world, uh, no, no, Takeshita and Brian Cage had a great match, and you know who won? Takeshita. He got his big win over Brian Cage, and is it was very uh, it was very interesting because he beat Brian Cage, and then later they did an angle where Takeshita is going to face MJF next week in a non-title match. And, like, all I read last night was people thinking, oh, now Takeshita's going to beat MJF. Because he got a win over Brian Cage. Brothers, he ain't beating MJF. He brawled with MJF. He's got a win title Anything is possible. I mean, don't get me wrong. But he No, it's beat, not possible. That's not possible, Brian. Not beating don't MJF. stop it. He's yes, it could actually happen, but that doesn't mean that it should be possible in the world of your booking of your pro wrestling show that that should, it should be what happens here. Well, what? I mean, what people think is like Danielson's going to cost MGF the match or whatever. You know you know why I Unless don't think... they're moving the company to Tokyo because Cyber Agent bought it from Tony Khan. That's the only way you put Takeshita over at this point. Well, here's the Sorry. thing, everybody. Here's, here's what... Some people don't seem to understand this about MJF. Are you ready for this? I think. He's a heel. Yeah. You, you, you love Takeshita. So he's going to beat him for heat. That's the point, right? Am I wrong? Yes. No. Yes. You're supposed to be mad when the match is over. You're supposed to be mad that Takeshita did a job for MJF. That's what I think is going on here. So, yeah, he's going to lose next week. It's all right. Yes. It's all right. I mean, he's 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 beating Daniel Bryan's protege to lead to a match with Daniel Bryan. Yes. Why would the protege beat MJF? And let's be honest here, folks. They've done a great job building up Takeshita. But unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan, these this is the first time you're seeing Takeshita. To you, he doesn't have all that history. It's a young guy who, obviously, he means something. He's like Great Muda was in 89. Like, that comparison as far as, like, positioning him where, yes, he's a younger guy, but they don't keep talking about that. He's just a guy who's here now. So continue on with that. Now, if he loses in his next feud to, say, Matt Menard, you've got a problem. But I don't think that's going to happen if he takes an L to MJF. And we have got Renee interviewing the Jericho Appreciation Society. So next week, if Ricky Starks wants another match with Jericho, he must go through Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, either Garcia or Guevara, and he won't know the final uh, final opponent till the last second. So that's the uh, that is what he must do to get another shot at Jericho. We had a segment with the elite Don Callis Nakazawa. And they accept the challenge of Top Flight and AR Fox. And Kenny says, 
If they want to shoot their shot, they better not miss. And Nick, whoosh, nothing but net. <laughs> and no socks on Don. My God, that look. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the only thing more played out was him talking about NFTs was that hat he was wearing. Oh, my. Bowl of soup come with that one? I'll talk about it more tonight, but, uh, you know, hate to break kayfabe as always, but it was not one take. Sorry. What, for, for that hat? For that uh, <laughs> basket. <laughs> See, now, now you just spoiled kayfabe. You, know, you tie it back around to Mr. Perfect. Come on, he hole in one every time, nothing but net every time. You but the actual story the is sort of funny, but I'll tell them the Brian Benny show tonight. <laughs> Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher. So, uh, great. They just, uh, they had a fight. And man, this Timothy Thatcher, like, he's such a... Uh, character dude like his, his everything about him is just what a what a gimmick but he's awesome and danielson beat him with the knee and the cell job he did for that running knee was so great and of course danielson's deal is that his shoulder gets worse by the week but he won't give up and uh and next week no it is not uh it's not old chicken chest fortunately it's very sad to hear that but hmm can you do we had uh the mgf Takeshita brawl and then uh renee announced that tony khan has signed them to a title eliminator next week and mgf is furious and they cut to the announcers and taz is furious and he goes he's the champion no one cleared it with him and tony shivani goes i don't know if you're aware of this taz but the real guy in charge here is tony khan and he says this match is happening so deal with it and taz goes you're such a kiss-ass. And there's a pause. Tony Schiavone goes, Yes, I am. <laughs> I laughed. The announcers were awesome last night. The entire show. Well, MJF is uh, going to pay off. I can't even do it with my thing anymore. Roosh. There we go. You know what else I can't do with Invisalign? Whistle. Uh, oh. Kind of. Man, my whistling game is off. Jade Cargill in red velvet. Jade Cargill beater. She's got fifty no now. All that, all that, all that to get to fifty, and then she just won. Although they did do a visual pinfall. And man, I got to say, because I'm just a sucker for this kind of thing. Jade wins. She goes in the front row. She grabs her baby daughter out of the front row, and her daughter's crying. She's so proud of her mom. She's hugging her and kissing her. I was like, all right, fine. You can do 50 more. God. Stop. It was so cute. And then uh, Britt Baker got attacked. Ruby Soho shows up to see if she's okay. They don't trust her as far as they can throw her. Then the main event, Samoa Joe, Darby Allen. And, man, I wanted Darby to win and then lose to Hobbs. But, uh, in fact, we're just right back where we were. Samoa Joe beat him. In a crazy, violent battle, including a uh, muscle buster off the middle rope onto exposed boards. I hope they give Darby some time off after that. And after Joe... Reti Why? You want to see him every week, I thought. Well, I wanted to see him do the open challenge, which he was doing. I didn't say he'd be going forever. You want to see him just out there thrashing his body around even more than he well, did Well, you know, night. Mike, he's going to do it anyway. So mm -hmm. he may as well defend that title every week. Enabler. 
But now Joe is the champion. And who should make his big return but Wardlow? And everybody went crazy for Wardlow, and Joe bailed out of there, and Wardlow threw a security guy over the top rope onto some other blokes, made his big return. And uh, overall, I thought this was a great show. I don't know about the rest of you. Nor do I really care. I thought it was a great show. Exactly. What do you care? But look, it works still with Darby and with Hobbs because you don't need to have the title on Darby for Hobbs to go through and look. You don't get it. I want Hobbs to be the champion. But here's the thing. He, He will be a champion at some point anyway. The biggest thing you can do right now if you want Hobbs to be a heel is to make sure you put him against him put him against Jungle Boy maybe a little later on. Maybe that could be the feud later on down the line for the TNT title, both of them wanting gold. But yeah, I think you have to be careful on how you position him because people are really going to cheer him killing people. So if you want him to really be built up as a heel, put him in there with guys like Darby where it's unmistakable that people will probably be on Darby's side. I know we don't got old Fauntleroy here, but can I really not read this Rampage lineup without you people getting mad at me about spoilers? The Elite versus Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Tony Storm and Soraya in action. Roosh, prior to his match with Brian Danielson against Chris Daniels. And Swerve Strickland versus Brian Pillman Jr. What do you want out of me? Back in a moment, Observer Live. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. 
This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I keep thinking about Jaden or baby. I'll see. I nearly, you know what? I nearly cried, but you know why I didn't? Oh, God. Because I'm a grown-ass man. But let me tell you uh-huh. something. What's up? Let me tell you something. Observe this, brother. Black Label Pro. I think it's March 25th. I am going to, I am going to, with a uh, little help from Filthy, I am going to win the tag team titles. And you know what I'm going to do? Like Jade Cargill, I'm going to take both belts home. I'm going to give one belt to Paisley to take for show and tell in first grade. I'm going to give the other belt to Hanalei, which, by the way, the belt probably weighs more than she does because it's solid gold. She's going to take that to preschool for show and tell. And they're going to be proud of their daddy. It's not going to be another one of those deals. You know, I put Paisley to bed every night. That's my job. My wife puts Hanalei to bed. I put Paisley to bed. And I do it every single night. And when I have to leave, it's hard. Because her routine is disrupted, and Daddy is not there to put her down. Brian. So Brian. having to leave, would you shut up? Having to leave to go to a wrestling show, and then having to come back empty-handed? Not just empty-handed, but a loser? It's not happening this time. So buy your tickets now. Check out some history. I gotta go. I got a lot to do today. Brian and Vinny show tonight. It's gonna be a lot of fun. AW and NXT, video.f4wonline.com, wrestlingobserver.com. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.